Welcome back, everybody, to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 59 with Ahmed Hassanin. I'm Big Babel, Alex. I'm here with one and only Big Joe Capolino, the loudest voice in powerlifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a very long time. You're one of our favorite lifters um, to watch and also as a person. And uh, we're just very happy to have you on. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know Ahmed, um, I'm just going to put out some of your best numbers. So we saw you squat 485 kilos in June or 1,070 pounds. Um, the best bench officially is 325 kilos, 716, and the best deadlift of 310 or 683. Raw, you know, you've been getting a lot of attention lately because your raw numbers have been going up. So what would we say about a 900-pound raw squat? <laughs> Five. Yeah, pretty much my training well, mostly is raw. Yeah. That's why I was like, uh, everybody said, you going to compete raw? I say, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just too much. Yeah, training. we're we're gonna talk about that. But so and bet you're benching over five hundred pounds and your raw deadlift is coming up close to seven hundred now. So um, you know, we just wanted to to put your numbers out there and then get into some questions. So, you know, the one thing people have noticed about you is like who is this huge guy? And you know, somebody asked me, you know, this morning, who who is this guy? I said he's probably the strongest squatter in the entire world. So, you know, start off with that. But you know, the interesting uh, the interesting thing about you is you grew up in Egypt, correct? Yes, correct. So, kind of what I want to know, and what I've always wondered since I met you, like, how was it there growing up as a kid? You know, what was your like sport background, and like. When did you find powerlifting? What age and kind of like how was it for powerlifting there when you were, you know, a young lifter? So from your childhood to when you really started lifting. Well, uh, our event, growing up in Egypt is such, such a great experience and very good. We are a country like very close to each other, like kind of very friendly and love each other so much and uh, we feel so attached to our country it's it was very hard to leave uh, egypt and come here and we're gonna talk about it later but mm -hmm. actually i wasn't interested in any strength sport or lifting weights at all when uh, when i was young mostly all Middle East and Europe, like uh, soccer, football. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I was like the most when I was like a little kid. It's yeah, it's like very common. It's very common. Yeah, six to fifteen. Mm -hmm. I was all, mostly doing soccer. As a big kid, everybody say, oh, "You weird! They don't how big you are, and you are quick." I was quick. Mm -hmm. I was good to play, play good. And uh, my coach, he knows me since I was uh, six years old because he's a friend of uh, my brother, my older brother. Every time he saw me and he see how that genetics, he was an Olympic lifter. Mm -hmm. And also he was uh, 
uh, doing powerlifting and stuff like that, competitions and stuff mm-hmm. like that at that time. I say, no, I don't like, I want to do soccer, I want to play football, all that stuff. Until like uh, 16 years old, 17 years old, I was um, applying for to be a policeman. Mm. And I, I, as a big guy, I have to lose weight mm-hmm. to be able to be fit and do all the other exercise and fitness and stuff. We do. I went to the gym and surprising the coach in that gym, he's my coach. He's, my coach is at that time. And he asked me, do you, do you really want to do this? Or do you want to do powerlifting stuff? I say, no, I see, I'll see what's, what this step going to be. And then we'll decide what, what I'm going to do next. As it, uh, it, it didn't go well with me to be a policeman. And then he said, well, get a try powerlifting then. And this is a funny story. The first thing I love squat. First time I loved, the only thing it was take my eyes at that day. It was a, a lifter, uh, 52 kilogram weight class. He was squatting was 150 kilo for five reps. I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to do like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was. I didn't know what's me to squat. I didn't know anything but powerlifting, but lifting weights and anything. He say you will do. It. You will, see. He, first day he told me, you will be the strongest one in all this gym. Yeah. <laughs> first day, just wait two months. <laughs> You're gonna beat all of them. <laughs> I think that that's the day I started love squat so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of happened to me. Like uh, when I was 15, I saw a a guy bench 100 kilos for five reps. And I remember looking at my friend. I said, man, if one day I could do that, I'd be so happy. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so you're like 17 years old. You'd probably never done a squat really ever. Never. And so, so what did you start at, you know, when you were beginning? And do you like remember how it felt? And then in two months, where were you? Yeah, um, I started. Uh, my coach told me that you don't gonna touch this squat bar until you. I feel you're ready to do it. I I was like a month doing uh, leg press and other uh, leg extensions and other stuff. So I felt like he wants me to really like it, want to do it so yeah. bad and love it so much before I started it. This, I think this, after a, a little bit, he just told me that. I just wanted to make sure your joints and everything uh, ready to just do squat. And so after two, after uh, two months exactly, uh, he put me, he said, okay, this is the 150. He saw the guy, he was squatting five reps. Just go to, go ahead, do it. I warm up 60, 80, and then go up to 150. I did three reps. How much How much was your body weight then? I was uh, pro. I think 127. Mm-hmm. 127, but I was just. So big, big boy. Big, big, <laughs> big boy. Big boy, yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, never touch a bar ever. Oh. So like how long after that did you experience um uh, like a comp a competition? Yeah, first competition was uh five months later. I squatted two hundred kilo squat. Uh I bench uh one thirty and deadlift two hundred. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, young, a young man. Just, yeah. So, so what was the, like, a, you know, and, and you spent a little bit of time there, obviously up until 2013 when we met and, you know, I saw you in Norway competing um, with the Egyptian team, but what was power, you know, I think people are kind of curious, like what was the powerlifting federation like, and like, why hadn't Egypt had, IPF teams prior to 2013 it seemed like that was kind of the first year so like was it kind of like you know I, I saw sometimes you did a multiply meet in Egypt or um, different things was it very scattered and, and unorganized or is it organized no it wasn't really uh, organized at that time the uh, the vibration was uh, uh, was a WBC world uh, yeah wbc federation yep. and so we just we didn't know exactly at, back then the ipf and stuff we were watching video online but it wasn't really we just want to compete internationally you know mm-hmm. we wasn't really care about it until i really wanted so bad to go to ipf so bad because <laughs> like i started 2010 I felt oh, I, this is not my thing. Uh, when I watched the video IPF and then I said, no, I want to compete there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my thing. And then I decided, I told the, uh, our Egyptian vibrations, we need to go this to IPF. And then I, I think it, they kind of have a problem with IPF and they didn't say about it. They didn't tell me about it or I don't know the situations, but in 2000, I think 12, yeah, I decided to contact IBF myself, see the emails and see what's, what we need to do to join the IBF. Mm-hmm. He sent the email back and I, I, I forward to our Egyptian federations. And at that time we have a new uh, president and he was willing to do anything for the lifter. I think, and then the they did everything IPF uh, asked for, and then we went we went from there. 2013, we have that was a big team, and we have uh, more than seven eight lifters. Yep, I remember. But so I remember prior to that, it was my first IPF meet as well, and uh, I was researching. <laughs> I was researching. Actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find. Um, information about you because I wanted to find information on everybody in on the roster and I saw videos of you um I think competing uh like multiply in a monolift <laughs> and so you know I was trying to figure out how yeah so <laughs> is that something you you know like is geared was geared lifting even before 2013 was geared lifting what the Egyptian lifters like to do yeah, uh, we were watching, like I said, we only uh, we were watching uh, videos and stuff. 
we don't have the access to get gears or anything. We mm -hmm. don't have access to get buy shirts. It was like so hard to get a shirt or uh, a suit or something. I was so lucky that there's a guy who worked with, uh, he worked in the American embassy. He was be able to get stuff from the U.S. Cool. So to, wow. to, to him, and I was so lucky. Uh, he got me a double ply suit I never wore in, in internationally. Mm -hmm. I was wearing my old suit, a single ply, because this is the only one I had. And uh, the shirt, actually, we we have uh, one guy had a shirt, and then we, we started it to make shirts in Egypt ourselves. We, wow. get, we get the shirt and get the material. And we cut it. My coach did it himself. So your coach <laughs> made your shirt, your bench shirts. Yeah, bench shirt. The first time bench shirt I wear, it's handmade by my coach. Yeah, so I, I remember, you know, I tell this story all the time. When I saw you guys at uh, in Norway and they were selling equipment there that you guys bought a lot of equipment. Yeah, because we don't have it. I yeah. Mean, we, we want it. We, we never train with the suit or the really single blast suit. Or I was like I told you, I was lucky enough to have one. But yeah, I it seemed a, like you you were the one of the only guys who like was experienced and knew how much you can do in the single ply. Some of the other teammates of yours that year, they were like it was almost like they were like yeah. opening raw and then putting on the gear. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody knows what, what are you doing and what we're supposed to do. And I was like, a, I like to go watch videos and stuff and read about lifting because this is my passion. I love it so much. And I, my coach put my like. He 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 believes so much. He make me believe it so much so bad, and I want to do it so bad. That's what I was like. I want to do. I want to be like this. Mm -hmm. Every time he just come to me and say, "Let uh, let's look at the numbers." Mm -hmm. I can see all these huge people like uh, uh, Malinchev and all this. Yeah, Milanachev was big back then. Yes, and he told me, "You gonna one day you're gonna squat that. One day you're gonna bench it. Don't worry, <laughs> I <Yeah>. got you." <laughs> That's why uh, I feel like I, I believe it so much. But even with the bars and the binge, and we don't have we don't have anything. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the bar. We went to, like before the competition. Actually, we don't have any bars to hold that four hundred ninety kilo mm -hmm. or four hundred fifty kilo. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we went to the to one guy to have. Uh, a bar made specific for wow for, uh, so you can train for that yeah you can train for this that's amazing and yeah it's, it's it was it was really hard and it was a when i think about it now it's just i'm so grateful that i have ogre compound and have everything I yeah need. So Shout, out <laughs> Shout out Ogre Compound. Shout out Coach so Wade. <laughs> yeah. And um, with equipment, are you are you sponsored by Titan now? Yeah, they send me the all the new gear for the to be ready for 
for the world's competition. Awesome. Shout out to shout out to those guys as well at Titan. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Titan. After hearing after hearing all this uh, story, it's just I'm so grateful for all you guys. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're this is awesome so far. So, last question about uh, the Egyptian stuff, um, at least for for like the team. You know, so I met all you guys that year, and you know. The next year I went to Worlds. The next year after, and you know, no, no Egyptian lifters. Is is there a reason you think that the Egyptian team didn't keep sending more people? I know, you know, at that time you had moved here, and we'll get to that. But it didn't seem like it caught on where Team Egypt kept coming every year. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I'll tell you the true story. It's uh, uh, one lifter. He got caught doping. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. The infamous yes. bomb pop. Yeah, he bombed out, and he they drug tested him <laughs> because he looked like a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a really suffering time, and so I was, like, so bad and very, very sad about it. Uh, and this is the first first time vibrations or our team the team experience something like this we don't know what's what we get what we should do and how we deal with this situation and then uh, uh, i think this in the email back and forth that's what i i heard from president in, uh, in egypt that these the uh waited too long to pay the fee and the IPF decided to suspend them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that ever happened, but that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's why uh, we don't have team all the time. And then I, after that, I just decided I say, okay, this is no, uh, there's no way. I felt just frustrated, and then I say, okay, just do myself, and then I decide to lose weight and. Doing different path. Yeah. Because I feel it's just impossible to do it again. <laughs> yeah. For myself. So. Uh, and then uh, there is some other, uh, someone contacted, he have a new affiliate there in Egypt. He have a new federation, contacts the IPF, and they decide Egypt to come back with a new yeah. So that's what you're lifting. We'll get to that, but that's, that's what, what you're lifting now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. So still about Norway. I mean, you know, this was the first time a lot of people had gotten to seen you, right? Because, you know, like you said, there, there, a lot of people didn't, there's no access to powerlifting in Egypt or little access. And so now you're at a big international meet and, you know, maybe a few, tens of thousands of people were watching us compete that year. Um, and you came out and I remember warming up, it seemed like you took like the bar, then three red plates and then 350 kilos. And then you went out and opened at like 430 (laughs) kilos. Is that true? And do you still warm up that way? Actually, this, uh, that was too much warm up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my coach i actually just put the weights he no warm up no nothing you just put the suit on empty bar yeah 
I, I hope my coach don't listen to me right now <laughs> because he's gonna be so bad. He thinks that if you warm up too much, you waste too much energy, and uh, you just waste your you keep your energy to your main lifts. But I didn't. Now I change everything. I do mobility work. I I watch. I, I yeah, I warm up. Very good. You warm up. Yeah, I noticed this year yeah. in, in Florida, you did like kind of more more normal warm ups than than <laughs> yeah. eight years ago. Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of better, and it give you more confident, confident, and going out of the platform. And actually, after the oh, four or five at national, Wade told me, "It's your day. Just open four fifty. Yeah, 60. yeah, yeah." It was, it was, it was so good. Yeah, it was great that, because I remember I was trying to like, I was trying to guess what you were going to squat for your third. So you go like 440, 460 and I'm like, okay, maybe he goes 475. And then I look at these guys, I'm like, oh shit, 485. <laughs> Does it make a 20? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know exactly I was gonna, uh, what I'm gonna end up with because I had injury right before, yeah. like five weeks before the meet. And then and then my adductor. Mm. And, and the only heavy weights I put was 430. You know, I was gonna open 430 actually. But. Yep. Yeah. And you were also dealing, you dealt with COVID too, right? Yeah, I had COVID too, and uh, three months before. But I think it was a little farther than very far away from my com- yeah. competition. Then, because yeah, I, I remember a, seeing some of your training yeah. in the past, like uh, when you took that trip to Egypt, and there was a video of you squatting like five hundred. Uh, yeah, I think it was like five hundred. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> this guy yes. is incredible. Um the spotter in that video was a, was maybe five feet That's tall. My coach. Yeah. That's my coach. <laughs> it looked like you were you coach. were three times the size of him. <laughs> he was trying to spot you like this. <laughs> yeah, he's my coach. And he actually always spot me and he one time I I almost dropped four hundred twenty and he caught. He got me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he he knows what the hell he's he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. So how are you feeling now? I mean, we we we're three four weeks out. Is the body the body's feeling good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Very good. Training looks good. (laughs) But Alex wants to know what Alex wants to know what the weight is. Yeah. What the target is? Five? No, no. The the bar. The squat. I think. I think. You know, at nationals this past year, when you squatted 485, it made headlines all over the place. Not just because of the number, but because of the way you made it look. You made it look so easy. Everybody, you know, their heads were exploding. So I I think you had even more. And I think if if you're dealing with injuries, and I know you were coming out of COVID, and you dealt with a lot of things. So I'm hoping that you're, like, very healthy right now and that – you you squat something incredible, um, so like I'm trying to guess what you're gonna try to try to do. World record. Well, I think it's better to leave it like uh, like that surprising. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know what the world record is, and yeah. you know yeah, I, girl, I I think the you're the strongest squatter in the world, and you gotta uh, make it official. Right. Yeah. Today, 
today, <laughs> right now, today, right now, th- this might be the best, the best squatter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you, brother. But this is the goal. Great. I, uh, I always feel that I want to do this since I started. Mm-hmm. I love squatting so much, and that's, this, is, this is my thing. Yeah. So what was more fun? I remember the moment in Norway when you squatted 455 or 1,000 pounds. And back then, 1,000 pounds was like a big deal, right? It was amazing. For anybody to squat, there was only a few people who had done it. Or the 485 in Florida, which one Which one did you do you have better memories of? Well, uh, I think uh, 455 in uh, IPF. It was uh, it was so good because, like I told you, uh, I never tried the bar and see the never uh, used a real yeah. like IPF real bar, a legal bar, and all this. Wow. Never, that's why it was really it, it, first attempt. It was really hard. The second attempt, it was harder. Mm-hmm. And that blade, the blade at that at that competition, I opened 450, 470. And go for the world record. Yeah, that's why if you guys see my reaction after my second, my third 455, I was so mad because my coach told me you got 470 on you. I remember, oh. I remember because you made it look easy, and the commentators were like, "He's mad because you were shaking your head because you knew you yeah. had more <laughs> there." But you know, third attempts, it was over. Yeah. Yes, and he uh, he said, "I told you, I get you get four seventy and four seventy. Uh, I think uh, that day I was silver medal, and uh, but I was is three people, three lifters from the Egyptian teams pumped out. And I thought this is something wrong with the weights. We we trained with the with the thick weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just it's different. It's that it's um." They, they, you guys did have those guys bomb out, but it's just the, the, the refereeing, the judging is just so much harder. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's just, what uh, you guys were experiencing. Yeah. What's well, like, I, I'd almost wish that there was some sort of documentary about this. Like you guys had a bar machined, you are making your own gear. Like well, that's what we're here for to let know, people know. It's incredible. But, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, because you know the bar, you put that much weight on the bar, you know, you don't really trust it that much. Yeah, you never, you never know it's gonna blow up or <laughs> what's going on, what's gonna happen. Yeah, and so that day, Carling Var Christensen squatted four seventy five, but yeah, uh, you know Ahmed turned a lot of heads because people were expecting Carling Var to squat something like this, yeah, but exactly. everybody was like, "Who is this guy?" So people were excited, but then, you know, that leads to like my next question, because then, you know, as far as IPF, you went away, you went away for a little while. After that, we met in Norway, we became friends, we started talking online and um, you ended up moving here. And I remember Mina Abid, big Mina, he was living in New York and uh, Basim was living here. Um, and I saw you guys in Philadelphia. Remember that yeah. in 2014. And um, I think it was right before I came here. Uh, yeah, it was Nathan. I saw Nathan. Nathan yeah. yeah, yeah. Nathan Basim, I, I think, competed. One of them competed. Yeah. 
So I saw those guys and, and then you moved over here. So I noticed that, you know, the friends that I made you and those three guys, you know, one by one, all relocated to the U S and I just wanted to know kind of like the details of why and like kind of what was going on in your life at that point and, and you know, how you ended up here. Uh, yeah, this is another story. Like, Tell the story. <laughs> yeah, first, uh, after, like I told you, after the 2.13, I just feel so frustrated that I can't do powerlifting anymore than in the IPF. And this is, uh, I was so frustrated. And I just, me and Mina decided to start losing weight. They said, okay, we're just losing weight. And his family, they yeah, live in Florida here. Mm-hmm. And me and Mina are just so close, too close to yeah, like buddies. Yeah. <laughs> and we, at that time, we started live together. Like we training, running in the morning, have our nutrition, everything, eat together, cook together, everything we do together, trade together. And then we lost, started losing weight, started losing weight. And then he say, I'm going to my family, to, my, to live with my family, move to Florida. What do you think you come with me? And at that time, Egypt was uh, during a revolution and really hard time, just jobs for jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My father have his own business. Uh, he do, a, we have industry for marbles and stuff, Mar- doing marble countertops and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, and uh, I tell them just the idea. Uh, I just gonna I try to move to US, uh, start a new life, and be dependent on myself. Just because it's in Egypt, uh, you have to stay with your family until you get married and move your <laughs> have your own life. It's not like here. You just to decide to just leave and go do your own thing. No, it's just you have to. Yeah, we get kicked out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. We have to stay. I know. I <laughs> it's know. No choice. Yeah, I have to stay till I get married. It's. I said no. I I want to. I want to be. I want to go this. Uh, go your U.S. Start your life, and. Uh, it wasn't a good idea because I'm the youngest one in my family. Like I have three sisters, one bro- older brother. I wanted the youngest. It was so hard to leave them and go mm-hmm. away for like that long, maybe a month, two months. But for that long, it's impossible. But I just, I just take that decision, and I told them, okay, I go try. If I don't like it, I just come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's simple. And then uh, the funny story about this is Mina decided to not. After we booked the ticket, we're leaving and I got to stay with him and everything. He decided to stay longer in Egypt because he had to sell uh, some of the, his uh, properties and stuff. Like he has some work in business there he had to deal with. And I said, oh my goodness, uh, are you serious after all that? <laughs> and then we have Nathan, he lives in Nashville. Okay, he said, don't worry, I have uh, we have too many guys that have Basim live there, we have Nathan. Just don't worry, we will we'll be fine. Uh, we called Nathan. Uh, 
I'm, I, I just, and then he say, yeah, that's fine. Just come here. I found, found a job and a place to live, uh, stay and everything. And I moved to Nashville. Was it easy for you to get um, a visa initially to come? Yes. Uh, it wasn't really easy, but because I came in uh, 2008, I had, it, I had visa before. And then I applied for it again. That was, it wasn't that hard. That's good. So I I know that um Mina is like a pharmacist, right? That's like his yeah, his yeah. profession. Uh, what do you do? What do you do for your occupation here now? Uh, I study the computer science. I graduated from uh, college computer science, but as a my powerlifter passion, it was, I was so focused on this. I was like, I put everything aside, and then I decided to just do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm just uh, working on uh, with the Dell company mm-hmm. in their uh, warehouse. Is uh, uh, and then I, I decided to go back to school again to study exercise science. Great. Yeah. So you're still in Nashville now, and um, you got married, right? Yes, this is another story. <laughs> <laughs> After I moved to Nashville, uh, Nathan, you, uh, he trained with the team Ogre since 2015, uh, I think, 13. And then uh, when I moved there, he said, just come to, I was doing bodybuilding workout, you know, just uh to just look good and stuff. You were like a lot that. lighter back then. Yeah, so when that's another thing. When you moved here, yeah. you know, you were you had already started training with Mina to lose weight and I noticed, you know, because we st- we stayed in contact that you were you were losing a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 140 kilo uh, exactly when I moved here. I was one uh and then I went to Overcombine and then trained there. Nathan Kid say you got to come back to powerlifting, man. You one of the best lifter I ever met, and you had to come back and do it again. And I kind of, when I see him wearing the suit and wrap himself and have all this stuff, it's just kind of itching. So, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> and then I met my wife there. She used to train there. Oh, good. Uh, in the morning, I met there, and then uh, we decided to get married and. Starting a new chapter in my life. Great. So, yeah. you did a couple competitions at 120 kilo. Because I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing you at U.S. Nationals, and you were so skinny, squatting, so weird, <laughs> squatting so three, weird. you know, 350 kilo. And I can tell you weren't, you weren't happy with it. You weren't happy with squatting I'm 350. Yeah. So, when did you decide finally? You know, I'm gonna get back up to you know super heavyweight and just go for it uh <laughs> yeah once i was i actually like it a little bit for but uh for a little bit but in the first competition i started like the water cup and stuff like this i was like this stuff could be i never did that before <laughs> i was like i go eat everything i want i just go compete that's good that's it it, it was it was really hard in the beginning, but it was the second competition I was uh, like at national. I was really 
getting used to it. But it kind of 350, and you used to squat. I used to squat 350, like five, six, or five. Bro, just was this leaps. Yeah. You think about it, you wear this, you wear the suit, and you have and just do 350 for it, and it was hard. It's still, it's still, it's a mentally thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I see it feel, felt so weird about it. And I think I, I just, that's the time I decided just no. I miss I miss my weights again. <laughs> I miss squatting five hundred. <laughs> but it's it's good because you know you know when you you are done competing you know in a few years or whatnot you you know you have the discipline to to lose weight again when you want to. Yeah, this this uh, something I uh, I will do it again. Mm-hmm. But when I uh, I really be satisfied with my career and everything. Hundred percent. What, what about you, Joe? <laughs> That's coming for me soon. I go down to one twenty. I, yeah, I remember. I remember two sixteen. You told me I would do it. I'm I, I gonna lose weight in one twenty. Yeah, next year maybe, maybe twelve months from now. I'd like to. Uh, this is this podcast is about you, but not me. But hopefully, do this meet, and then you know, hopefully, qualify for World Games, which I know you're trying to do too. So there's room for both of us. And that's what I hope, but. After that, so. that might be my last big competition. So then I might might uh, start bodybuilding with Alex. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's like my Mina. He's like my buddy. Exactly. We exactly. eat and train Mina. together. Yeah. He's my Mina. So yeah. I mean, that's amazing stuff. Um, yeah. You know, you've uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about was um, I know when nationals used to be in at certain times and i can't really remember so forgive me but you used to be fasting for you know your religious beliefs for ramadan yeah how you know can you just share some stories about that and you know how you got through that stuff and maybe one of the i think it was when is it in june or may that is the worst uh, it, yeah, Ramadan is it change every year. It's just sometimes uh, it's every time every year go down. So I think two weeks. Yeah, that's why sometimes it's in May and June and uh, sometimes. I remember one year it really affected. Yeah, one year for a competition it really affected you, maybe. Yeah, I pumped out for the first time ever in my life. <laughs> pumped out in the competition. It was uh, I think two seventeen. Twenty seven. Yeah. So do you remember? I mean. Is that something you're going to keep on doing? Basically train at night? No, I'll tell you this story because this is the only time, the first time ever I break my fast was during this competition. I decided in this morning, uh, I was like mentally wasn't prepared to compete fasting. And I say, okay, uh, I just, I have license if you, because it, as a Muslim, if you travel for a uh, more than five hours you could you have license just to eat it's it's not it's not you don't have you do have to feel good about it you can't eat on trains because you're on traveling mm-hmm. but as uh i never did it before i never break my fast i fast since i was eight years old it was uh, mentally take too much about energy for me just think about it i i ate in the morning it's the first time I said it, but I ate in the morning. Um, man, I felt guilty all the time. I was, I was squatting. I squat went very well. 
I just feel bad about it. That's why I think then the next national I decided to just whatever happened, I'm gonna fast. I was deciding that I will I will fast uh, any national again or any competition again. I will be fasting. And then I, I fast to to eighteen. I was competing during fast. Ramadan fasting. Ramadan is a sixteen hour fasting. You no water, no food, no anything. You just can't drink water. Mm-hmm. You, you even ask me, did you just you can't drink water? I said no. I, I wish. <laughs> I, I remember you asked me, just can you just drink water? Well, because I remember I said, there was um, an NFL player. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think his his last name was Abdullah, but uh, he would, yeah. you know, during the training camp and he had to fast, he would chew on ice and spit it out because he was so dehydrated because they're training in the sun yeah. all day. Yeah, for yeah, it's very hard if you can for an FLG running and do all this uh, yeah. stuff. It's really, really hard. So, like, if it was me, I'd cheat and I'd sleep during the day <laughs> and train at night. Yeah, that's what actually that's what I do actually in Ramadan. I have a that's why I bought that equipment in my uh, garage gym when when I came here. Like, I have I have a rack and I have weights and everything, everything because during Ramadan I can go to the gym after I, after work like four o'clock. I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I just have to go sleep, wake up at eight, eight o'clock to just eat, uh, eat, eat, break my fasting, and it, it will be nine o'clock. I don't have time to go train, go to the gym and train, and all that. I decided to have the gym in my house. I just do it thirty minutes, an hour, just do squat or bench, fast. And then go sleep and go back to work at five in the morning. Yeah. It's really hard time Ramadan during Ramadan too. I know. I think it's something that people need to know that, you know, you you're you may be the best squatter in the world, but you're still dedicated. And, you know, there's there's some lifters out there who would not make that sacrifice. But, you know, I think it's important to show that, you know, you can do it and anybody can do it. And there's people people have to work through those adversities, you know. Yes. So I, I think that's amazing. Um, Thank you so much. I want to ask about your bench. <laughs> I want to ask about your bench. I've been watching. Go ahead. I've been watching your training. <laughs> you you want to ask about numbers? I want to ask. He about wants to. Numbers. He wants to ask at the end. I want to get uh, all our he, questions. I want to see if Joe's. asking questions. I want to see if Joe's sweating. Jace, Joe looks like he might be sweating right now. Oh you know? man, this guy has me. Uh, he has me awake at night. This guy. I saw. I saw your training is looking like always. Your raw bench is always fantastic, um, and I think equipped. Uh, it looks like it's improving a lot. Like three three sixty five, uh, it was like a one board or half board. Um, you, you think your uh, your bench numbers are gonna hit a PR this this competition? Yeah, definitely. Yes, uh, I'm gonna hit PR. I feel like uh, now I can I kind of know how to uh, to uh, lift with a title shirt. Mm-hmm. I think. You're going tighter. I think the shirt I use at national is just too loose, and I kind of feel like I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so when you use a tighter shirt, it's just making some man, that's a big deal. 
Yeah, Titan Titan took care of him, man. He's yeah. gonna his bench is the yeah, bench is awesome. the one when you get the tighter gear, it goes straight up. Do you think it's uh, effective of your co- like your coaching? Your your coaching convinced you, or did you did you determine this yourself? Like how how did you come to the conclusion to use the yeah, tighter? Yeah, I have a I have a staff coaching staff. I have my coach in Egypt sending me other stuff, the programming and stuff, weights in training take care of me all the time tell me the stuff i need to do and stuff and uh i have my little boy steven steven he helped me a lot too he's my training buddy now at the gym because he he actually the only one uh only lifter in the night crew we have over night crew and the morning crew he's the only one uh, doing the uspl he can yeah like uh with me all the time, yeah. We decided to wear that tight shirt, and it worked very well. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's it's fair because my shirt's really tight. He, he's been wearing <laughs> tight shirts forever, <laughs> so now it's fair. <laughs> yeah. So I think something we want to ask you, and a lot of people who are going to watch this will wonder because, you know, you started your lift started, you know, getting really popular on the internet, and it started with your. Um, you know, early training for this competition, you you did a lot of raw training, and you squatted four ten raw. Yeah, four ten raw, uh, two thirty seven and a half uh, uh, bench raw, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, I squat three ten raw. Deadlift. But deadlift. by the way, I, I I tore my right pick. Nobody know about this too. I tore my right pick to th- right before. IPF Force 2013. That's why it kind of 250, 250. I, I benched 250 at 2013 because mm-hmm. this is like right four weeks before the comp. Yeah. Completely torn. It's just no partial tour. Wow. Partial tour. Did you have surgery? Yeah. No. That's why until now I feel like sometimes it, when I do raw bench, I feel like I, I can't feel it. Yeah, the pec stuff it bothers you for a long time. Yeah, but but really, I mean, yeah, your raw numbers are are world class. You know, um, so I think a lot of people wonder if you're ever going to compete IPF Worlds Classic. Yeah, see, the, comparing my raw numbers right before the injury, I was so strong at bench too. Like, like seeing like squat. I was like, I was doing 280, 280 bench, Damn. Uh, 370, 370 was a single shirt. That's why I feel like, I, no, I'm not close to my old numbers, but I, I still, I feel, yeah, I feel stronger than like two years ago. I feel much better now. Yeah. I know exactly what, like the technique had changed too. Like I feel much better about it. That's why I decided to train raw, and uh, next year, yeah, I will be competing a classic raw. Nice. Do Do you think you think you can, you know, do both every year and be competitive, or you want to focus more on one or the other? Uh, I think for the the kind of training I do, I think yeah, I can do both because most of my training is raw. I just put the when I do a clip. Uh, competition. I was just uh, 
use it eight weeks out from the competition just mm -hmm. to get used to it again and that's it but i think yeah i'll pretty much can do both of them internationally too i'm thinking i'm going to uh uh classic wars next year nice we would love to see that i think no, you can do really well yeah. so <laughs> thank you one of we got a couple questions left before Alex will will get into his his questions, but um, so you're competing, yeah, numbers. <laughs> so uh, you're competing for Egypt again this year, yeah. And you know, obviously, I'm competing for U.S. Virgin Islands. We were gonna both compete for USA, but that didn't go. Yes. And everybody listening already knows because we talked about that on the prior podcast. But what do you yeah. think about the future? So. You know, you think if, if you qualify for the World Games, you know, you lift for Egypt. But after that, do you think you'll just stay with Egypt because you know that you can lift under your, you know, your home country flag? Or is it a goal to try and try and lift as an American? Like, is there any significance to you, um, you know, how you get to Worlds or who you lift under? Uh, see, I, I actually then do know maybe in the future what's gonna happen um i don't know uh egypt will continue competing i don't even if it but for me it's competing for your home country is something different i like it i like the competing uh, for the u.s for sure because this is the place i live now and have my own life there but competing for your home country is something always i want to do mm -hmm. Maybe if it if it's if things still the same, I could still compete in with Egypt. But if I don't have any other choice, for sure, I'm like U.S. will be the best choice for me. Yeah, that's good. I know no one knows what's going to happen, but it's something exactly. we're all going to have to figure out next year. Okay. So my last question is, um, you know, and I think I think you'll have an interesting answer because of. You know, you you sound like you love to study powerlifting when you were younger. But who are your biggest like inspirations or your favorite lifters? You know, uh, Brian Cybers. <laughs> Great answer. Brian Cybers, what is? <laughs> That's mine. One of the best. Yeah, this one of the best lifter I like to watch. I mean, everything is perfect. Uh, squat. If his first squat four fifty five two seven seven at national, I was like. Oh man, I can't do this. I want to do it. I want everybody to know that I can't do this. It's the same thing. You know, it's a, it was just amazing to watch him doing it. That's awesome. That's my answer too. And it's funny because like now, like lifters like me or, or you, you know, when we train, we could let everybody know how we're training. Right. But yeah, 15 years ago, if you wanted information yeah. on Brian Siders, you couldn't find it. So you had to wait exactly. to see what he did at his next competition. And it was like, I, I honestly think it was better that way because it kept you like excited about yeah, a certain exactly. lifter. And like it, it, it was, it was exhilarating, but that's a great answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Still one of the most powerful people I've ever seen. Yeah. There's a, a certain lift lifting I saw is so impressive to me. It's like Ray Williams 490 is just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, certain lifts uh, I, I just 
saw a watch it it's just crazy I, I was uh, arnold at that time i was like saw uh, watch it and it was like so, so amazing so inspiring I was, it's I beautiful this. it's beautiful to watch <laughs> it's yeah so beautiful. yeah i know you're the nicest guy i think you're probably out of the top powerlifters you're probably the nicest most humble um a great example of sportsmanship oh, thank you thank you so much man but I want you to talk a little trash to Joe. <laughs> See, um, Joe, first time I met him at 2.13, uh, for us to come from Egypt and find somebody welcoming you that much and and uh, appreciate how much, how good you, the lifter you are, uh, he, I felt it from him. That's why we started being really friends. Yeah. And actually, even when I when I started competition with him, it's like, that's gonna be so weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I I like him so much. Yeah. Even I know every when I came here, sorry about it, say that, but everybody can say, Joe is he just he took a trash to everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, I said, man, this is the nicest guy I ever seen in IPA. He's always welcoming and stuff like that. And I started saying, no, he's a good guy. Don't 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 say don't, that. Don't prove anything else. Don't say that. He's got my back. <laughs> <laughs> and always in competitions, when we see you, it's just hugs and laughing yeah. and stuff like this. Yeah. Well, I think both of you guys. Are very competitive. Too, we get it right? gets serious. It yeah. gets yeah. serious. Yeah, you're both competitive, yeah. and I I think that's that's a good aspect that makes you guys both achieve the uh, the level you've gotten to. This year was the first. It was weird because of the first year I had to really watch Ahmed because I was scared. You know, because I knew I was gonna <laughs> lose kilos in the squat. So I was trying to say. I said to myself, I said forty kilos, forty kilos is all I could sacrifice in the squat. So that's why I go 445 when you went 485 because I was like, he's going to make it. He's going to make it, and I need to stay 40 kilos. But, you know, about, you know, when we met, I think the funny part is is we were all always getting breakfast in, in yeah. uh, 2013, <laughs> and I saw him and Mina and they were eating so much they were eating like I eat and they were they were so happy because they had all this different food like it was really good yeah. and all the other people they're like serious and they're like eating and they're staying but you know we had our heads up we're like we're happy about all this different food we're able to try all this Norwegian food all this fish and cheese and stuff and venison and meats and we're smiling and laughing and having this, me and Lou are having a great time and I see them having a good time. So then when it came time to go to the party after the banquet, I was like, yeah. these guys are the most interesting guys here. Like, because I, I watched them all week buying gear for the first time, like figuring out how to do it. Like a lot of them did bomb out, you know, and I noticed like these, these guys are having a, they're in the middle of like a life changing experience. And so like we had such a great time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I know everybody when Ahmed trains now, they send the, me the video right away. But I told him, I go, <laughs> I share the videos to, to the guy who runs King of the Lifts because I want him to share it. Yeah. Because Ahmed's doing great things for equip lifting when he squats 900 raw 
they all find it. But when he squats a thousand in gear for a double, I want to make sure people see that too. Cause I want people to like equip lifting, you know? So people now they're sending me your videos saying you're in trouble, <laughs> but really, really I tell all my friends, my goal is to qualify for the world games. And so it's almost easy. I'm lifting for USVI. You're lifting for Egypt. We can both do well and qualify. You know, it's like, you know, something, if we were both lifting for USA, sometimes it's, there's not enough spots, but yeah, it's like, yeah. now it's like, Hey, it, if, if me and you are at the top and we beat everybody else, then that's good with me. That would be awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to be yeah, looking outside and yeah, it, in the platform is everybody competitive. Everybody will need to win. There's just no problem with this. It's going to problem is after the competition, is somebody try, try to talk trash and you say, something stuff yeah, like this that's not cool for me i don't like i don't like fight like fighting because I'm, I'm doing this this thing i love i'm i'm just enjoying myself i'm yeah. not coming here to fight with somebody or doing things i'm doing my thing and those the same the stuff i like and yeah just everybody watching enjoy there's it's, gonna, it's like, gonna be tense it's gonna be tense because you know it's me ahmed and there's three or four other guys in this yeah, roster, yeah. we're all going to be very close. It's yeah. like without Blaine there, it's not like one guy is a hundred kilos ahead. It's going to be like you know, yeah. like just back and forth. Yeah, like Julian, Julian, um, Konovalov, Konovalov, Andrei Shev, Andrei Shevchenko from Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. It's eleven eleven thirty five total. Yeah, he's you, only getting better. He's yeah, young, there's a young, young guys. Julian Johansson, uh, you know, eleven forty eight. He did last year. Um, and then Konovalov, 11.55 at Nationals, and then me and Ahmed around 1,100 coming in. Mm -hmm. So I've done more, you know, in the past. Ahmed's, the the, the training looks like it, it could be, you know, huge. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, this is going to be one of the funnest competitions we'll ever do. It's gonna so be I'm very, excited. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You should book a ticket. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, but exactly, you come, bro. I want, I want to, I want to. He okay, just bought a house. Here. He just, just bought a house. house. We'll see. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. we'll see. But it's <laughs> it's soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Konovalov in uh in the Raw Classic uh, World? Did you watch this? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I was uh want to see like because everybody say uh. Equip lifters, you can't do wrong. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was like, he, I want him to represent equip lifters. Yeah, and, that. <laughs> and then uh, I was a little disappointed, but I think he was a I little banged he, up. Yeah, maybe he's injured. Yeah. I think it's first time for him. It's it's different. It's some, we need yeah. you. We need you there to represent yeah. us. <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, next year I think. Uh, uh, it's it's. I think it's better for me yeah. to to do both. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'll beat uh, you'll beat kind of all of in classic? Classic, I think yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I think he's gonna be trying to win classic. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. See, I, I can't get him to talk anything about Joe, and that's you know. I hey, think we, you guys are nice. Stop, bro. Stop, I know. Stop. We've been friends for eight years, man. I know. 
It's why it, at yeah, nationals. I know, I know. At nationals, I thought we were gonna warm up together. Yeah. And then you know there was enough room. Luckily, <laughs> enough enough room and enough plates yeah. for us to warm up separate, yeah. which is easier. Yeah. But you know, then we were like, kind of, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> so it was fun, and it's okay. And I actually messaged Ahmed after. I said, I hope you don't think that this. This is like an, you know, I felt lucky yeah. to, to win because I was hurt. My, yeah. my hamstring was hurting. My deadlifts were really bad. And uh, I felt very lucky. Um, so I messaged him after. I said, man, I, I, you know, I still love you, man. Like, uh, you know, you didn't, you did, we didn't feel comfortable doing the podcast then. And, um, you know, so obviously we get you now. We're, we're just, I'm so glad. But um, it's all good. So. Yeah. But uh, when I watched the live stream, the the live stream after, yeah, and uh, I said, I said, Joe, I'm not gonna let you leave the his your third deadlift anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta finish all you. I know. <laughs> you that's that's... <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> lucky. I was lucky <laughs> because because really I couldn't lift anymore. My hamstring was was injured, and if I had to. If you made me take another one, I probably would have would have hurt myself or no, or not made it. So I felt very lucky to get out of there <laughs> and go uh, and go have a beer. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fun. I don't. I think by next year, you know, I'm in big trouble. But that's why I'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what other weight classes are you interested in? Uh, what do you think will be good weight classes this year to watch at Worlds? Because I think super heavyweight uh, is going to be really, really uh, fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to watch uh, Ian Bill. Mm. Ian Scott Dobbins, uh, something else. he uh, I like to watch him to do squat. Yeah. Squat Dobbins, uh, he's a big squatter. Yeah, hopefully exactly. he's cooking something up, <laughs> cooking up something nice. His training is yeah. going good. What yeah. really my hope is that all of us we get um get that World Games qualification. Yeah, I hope so. That but that's great. Awesome. It's great that you're ex- excited to here. watch those guys. Yeah, it's a drive for yeah, you. Like a two hours away, from, three <laughs> yeah. hours away from me. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So you're a big fan of Ian Bell. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Who is because it? Because he's from the old. He's one of the old lifters I used to watch too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's like ten years ago. He used to. He was doing it so well too. Yeah. He's like yeah because Basimi always he's a same weight class. He always watches number, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, always show me his lifter lifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ian and uh, eighty three weight class is good too. New, yeah. Think it's, uh, yeah, I like it. It's good because if you ask some people the same question, they'll say they don't pay attention to the other lifters. Like Blaine, Blaine was big like on that. George. Blaine, Blaine was always, always only thought about the numbers. Mm-hmm. So that's different good mindset. Yeah, different mindset. Yeah, Ian's. Uh, I mean, he's out in Japan now for his for his work, and uh, yeah. I've been watching his training. But he's like doing it in like random Japanese commercial gyms and all this stuff. So I, his yeah, training I does saw, look good. It's crazy. He's, yeah, he's, he's making it work. I think there's a good gym on the base cause he works for on the army base there. Okay. So yeah, it'll be exciting to see his, it, he hasn't been to a world's right. And he hasn't been to open world since 2016. 
16. Yeah, so it's been five years. I think it's his last national. This was his last national. Yeah, his first national in a while, 16. too. He did the World yeah. Games in 2017, and he, he, he had a hip issue, and he kind of took a little break, and then, you know, you everybody expected 2020 would be that World Games, like we would have had nationals last year, but, you know, everything's delayed, so time flies, you know? But. Yeah. Do we have any final words from, from Ahmed? I mean, we've got you for over an hour now. Um, wow, time flies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to say before yeah. we go? Yes. Uh, I have to say shout out to Wade and Overcome Down because he really does too much in the, for, in the community of powerlifting in Nashville. This one inspired me and for lifters is not that how the big numbers is. It's just the attitude.